Hello, and welcome to Morning Manna. My name is Ron, and we have been going through Hebrews chapter 11, and it's talking about faith. And faith is defined as the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. And it's interesting that Hebrews, the author of Hebrews, is unknown. Some speculate that it's the Apostle Paul, but they don't know that because he didn't put his name to it. And so I kind of like that because I think sometimes, not all the time, but I think sometimes we can place too much emphasis on who the physical author of the Bible is. And yet we know in 2 Timothy 3.16, it says that all scripture is God-breathed. It's all his word to us. He definitely works in different chosen instruments, his different vessels to write the Bible, but ultimately it's his word. And that's what we want to receive his word um, to us as we read it. And so before we get into his word, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you that your word is good and we can trust it and we can rely on it. We just pray um, as we go through your word today that you would speak to us directly, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. So we are jumping down to Hebrews 11.32, and we'll just pick up there. And it says, What more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, and David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. So a lot of neat things that it's saying there, but it's talking about these different men of the Bible, of the Old Testament, and the different things they've done. And we talked a little bit last week about Samson, um, and I think it's interesting some of these things that it's describing that they've done and that other people have done. Um, it's talking about conquering kingdoms, enforcing justice, stopping the mouths of lions. That sure sounds like Daniel. And then it also says this one that's interesting to me, it, quenching the power of fire. That sounds a lot like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I know a lot of you are familiar with that story, but that's a, a, great, a great reminder to us. And I, I just love it how... You have these three faithful men um, when they were told, well, when everyone in the Babylonian Empire was told um, by Nebuchadnezzar and his um, people in power that they uh, erected this image. And when the, the band hit, when the orchestra started praying or whatever uh, instruments they had, that everyone was supposed to bow down to that image. And everyone did, except for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And when Nebuchadnezzar heard about it, of course, he was livid. And I think it's just good to go there. It's a, it's a great story, and I just kind of want to touch on that. So Daniel 3.13, it says, Then Nebuchadnezzar, in furious rage, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said to them, is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I have set up? 
Now, if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music to fall down and worship the image that I have made, well and good. But if you do not worship, you shall immediately be cast into burning, into a burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? Interesting question. And of course, they had a great answer. Daniel 3.16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. I just love this this faithfulness of these guys and how they are willing to not only stand up in the face of opposition, but this statement that they're making to Nebuchadnezzar is amazing to me. You know, when he's telling them, hey, what God can save you out of my hand? And they say, this is a no-brainer. We don't even need to answer you. Our God is able to save us. But even if not, we still will not bow down. And of course, a lot of you know the, the rest of the story, but Nebuchadnezzar gets even more angry and asks the furnace to be heated up seven times hotter and threw them in there all bound up. But when he looked again, he saw that the three of them were just walking around unbound. And there was a fourth one with them. And he said, he's like the son of the gods. And he was close. He's the son of the God who's with them. And it's good for us to remember that God goes with us into those situations. And I love their faithfulness to say that even if not, we still will not bow down. But it brings up the question, what if not? What if God didn't save them out of that fiery furnace? And we're going to kind of get to that um, in this next section in Hebrews. Hebrews 11.35, women received back their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, and mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering about in deserts and mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. So this next passage that we're reading, it starts out great again. It says, women received back their dead by resurrection. You know, wonderful news. And then it just makes a turn mid-verse. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release that they might gain, might rise again to a better life. And that's what they were looking forward to. And then it talks about some of these other things that were hard, hard things that they went through. But the one that um, kind of jumps out to me is um, the one where it says that they were sawn in two. Kind of reminds me of what might have happened. History records that Isaiah might that Isaiah was possibly sawn in two by a log that was hewn out, and the king had him placed in there, and they sawed him. And I hate to talk about things like that, but 
um, when I hear um, bad news, I always tell my family, I was like, oh, let's just not talk about this. But the thing that's good to remember for us is the death of his saints is precious. And he records these things here in, in, specific, um, in detail. Um, and I think it's uh, good for us to remember that God sees it. And he was honored by it. And um, if we're in a spot where we're discouraged, um, I just want to encourage you today that God is for you. And he's working in you. And he's faithful in all circumstances. And I'm just going to read one of my uh, a little one of my favorite um, Christmas songs is um, I heard the bells ringing, and I love this um, part in that song where it says, "And in despair I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth," I said, "For hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men." But the bells are ringing like a choir singing. Does anybody hear them? Peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then rang the bells, more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail. With peace on earth, goodwill to men. So I hope you have a blessed week today. Thank you.